A businessman arrived at his office and found that some very important documents had disappeared from his desk. Police suspect three people, Amy, Carla, and Mike. Each of them said, however, that they hadn't even been to the office. Who was lying? It was Mike. Both Amy and Carla are wearing high heels, while the dirty footprints on the floor were clearly left by sneakers. The king of a faraway kingdom was getting old and started to think of announcing his heir. He had three daughters, each with her own virtues, and the king couldn't decide which of them would be the best queen. Then one of his counselors suggested an idea. The king should give each of his daughters a teapot filled with water and the daughter whose pot started to boil first would be proclaimed the heiress. When the day of decision came, the three princesses started boiling water. Two of them really wanted to become the next queen, but in the end, the one that didn't want the throne won the competition. How did that happen? The two princesses who lost were a bit too eager. They constantly raised the lids of their pots to check if the water was boiling. And the third didn't care, so the water in her pot began boiling first. In the busiest street of a big city, there was a shoe cleaner who got lots of clients. He offered his services to everyone for free, but anybody who stopped and took his offer left him money before heading off again anyway. Why did they do that? He cleaned only one shoe for free, and if the client wanted their second shoe cleaned, they had to pay. Aaron was a poor teacher in a rural school. On the 13th of February, the day before St. Valentine's, he unexpectedly received a letter saying that his rich great-aunt had left him a huge inheritance. The next day, three of his colleagues, Sarah, Carrie, and Martha, sent him love letters. Can you tell who was genuinely in love with him and who was only pretending to take advantage of his newfound wealth? Carrie was the honest one. She's wearing a necklace with A and C engraved on it, which stands for Aaron and Carrie. Clearly, Aaron gave it to her as a gift because they'd been dating even before he got the inheritance. Jonathan spent several days in a hospital, although he never even entered the place through any doors. What's more, when he was released, he was perfectly healthy, but still had to be carried out of there. Why? Because Jonathan was a newborn baby. A village in the far north has found itself in big trouble. Someone has poisoned the lake, which was the only source of drinking water for the dwellers. When the police arrived to the place, all they saw was a set of weird prints on the snow. There were footprints between two parallel lines. 
they didn't know the name of the culprit, but they at least knew who they had to look for. Can you follow their logic? The police were looking for a person in a wheelchair and their helper. The wheels would leave those parallel lines, and the helper had to push the chair and would leave the footprints. Jack and his business partner decided to celebrate a very profitable contract they'd recently signed. They both loved hiking, so Jack suggested going to the Alps for a climbing trip. His partner gladly agreed, and Jack took it upon himself to arrange their little vacation. However, the trip went terribly wrong, and Jack's partner got lost in the mountains. Jack couldn't find him, and neither could the rescuers. But upon returning home, Jack was arrested after the police got a call from his travel agent. Why? The travel agent told the investigators that Jack only bought one return ticket for himself. For his partner, he bought a one-way ticket. Someone had broken into Mr. Jenkins' house and taken all his valuables while he was on vacation. His neighbor, Mr. Brown, called the police to tell them about it because he'd witnessed the event. He said he'd come back from work late and saw the lights were on in Mr. Jenkins' house. Mr. Brown knew his neighbor was away, so he carefully approached the window to look inside. The glass was frosted over, so he breathed on it to melt the ice and saw a man in a gray hoodie stuffing valuables into a blue backpack. Then Mr. Brown ran home and called the police. The officers listened to the story and immediately arrested Mr. Brown. Why? The dutiful neighbor had one detail wrong in his story. Windows become frosted over from inside. Then how could he have melted the frost with his breath from the outside? One rainy morning, Miss Riley left her house in a hurry and forgot some very important documents on her desk. She came back in an hour, but the document was gone. She gathered everyone who was in the house that day and questioned them. Ryan, the cook, said he'd been preparing dinner and didn't even set foot in Miss Riley's room. Sal, the janitor, said he'd only come in, turned on the lights to see if cleaning was needed, and left. Rose, the gardener, said she'd been busy watering the plants outside and didn't come into the house at all. Who took the document? It was a collective job. All of Miss Riley's employees were guilty. It was early in the day, so it would have made more sense for the cook to prepare lunch. For the same reason, the janitor wouldn't have needed to turn on the lights. And it was also raining, so the gardener wouldn't have to water the plants outside. There are four glasses on the table in front of you. Each of them is filled with water to the exact same level. And in each of them, there's an object. In the first glass, there's a baseball. In the second, a pencil eraser. In the third, a wristwatch. And in the fourth, a paperclip. Which of the glasses has more water than the rest? <laughs>
a fourth glass. If you take out the objects from their glasses, the water level will drop because they'll stop taking up the volume. The paperclip is the smallest object, so there's more water in that glass. Humanity is coming to its end. The last man on Earth is going about his day, working the field, gathering wood for the fire, making supplies for the winter. At the end of the day, he's getting ready for bed when he hears a knock on the door. He isn't scared and goes to open it. Who's standing behind the door? A woman. Mark's best friend, James, lives in another city, and his birthday is soon. So Mark decides to send him a present. James loves playing golf, and Mark buys him an expensive golf club. But there's a problem. The best postal service in his town only accepts packages no bigger than 3 feet to a side, and the club is 4 feet long. Still, Mark found a solution. What was it? Mark bought a square box with a side of 3 feet and put the club inside it diagonally. Jenny's sister goes to a private party to which Jenny wasn't invited. Envious, Jenny still decides to go but finds out there's a guard at the entrance who asks all visitors for a password. She hides around the corner and eavesdrops on the other guests. One couple approaches the guard and he says, 11. They reply, 9 and he lets them pass. The next visitor is a guy to whom the guard says 6. He answers with 4, and the guard lets him through. Certain that she gets the principal, Jenny comes out of the shadow. The guard looks at her and says, 110. Jenny replies, 108. But the guard doesn't let her through. What's the correct answer? The answer's 90. If you write 11 in Roman characters, it'll look like this, xi. 9 is its mirror image, ix. Same with 6 and 4. With 110, it's cx. And 90 is xc. A man came to the police, claiming that a very valuable briefcase was forcefully taken from him in the street. When an officer asked the man, If he could describe the person who had done it, the man said he was wearing a full motorcycle outfit, leather pants, a thick leather jacket, and a helmet. The culprit tore the briefcase from the man's hands, hopped on his motorbike, and left. Still, the man noticed the criminal dropped something and picked it up. Turned out, it was his glasses. The man took them to the police as evidence. After a few more questions, the man was taken into custody for fraud. Why? If the culprit was wearing a helmet, then how could he have lost his glasses? A married couple were staying at a hotel. One night, they had an argument, and the man went out to cool off but forgot both his room key and his phone. When he returned, 
he saw an unconscious man lying on the floor next to his and his wife's room door. The police arrived and questioned them both. The wife told them she'd heard a knock on the door and thought it was her husband, so she opened it right away. Then the man pushed her, so she smacked him on the head with a candle holder and closed the door from inside. Still, the police took her into custody. Why? The woman thought it was her husband, but still approached the door with a candle holder in her hands. That means she wanted to hit him with it in the first place. Mmm, lights out! Ever was having a birthday party. At one point, she noticed that her twin brother Noah went to his room with some girl. Ever wanted to take a closer look, but her friend distracted her. When she returned, the couple had already been gone. She had three suspects, Eliza, Jane, and Isla. When Ever went downstairs, she immediately realized which girl her brother was dating. Can you figure it out too? Eliza isn't wearing her cardigan. Ever saw it in Noah's room, hanging from the chair. So it must have been her who was in the room with the guy. Serafina was having a birthday party, and her guests brought her presents. Her boyfriend, Mason, got her a pair of beautiful high heels. Her sister, Daphne, got her earrings, and her best friend, Ada, got her a scarf. All the gifts were amazing, but Serafina still had one person to change their present. Who messed up? Mason, look! Both shoes are left ones. Esme got lost in the forest. After wandering around for hours, she finally came across the witch's house. She pet the cat and gave it its favorite snacks. After that, the girl asked the witch if she could help her again. The witch was packing. She was planning to go fishing the next day, but she had a problem. Her fishing rod was 13 feet long, and the transport company the witch was going to use only allowed to take things that were no longer than 12 feet. The witch couldn't figure out what to do and asked Esme to help. If she could find some solution, the witch would help her get home. Esme found a way to pack the fishing rod without breaking it or breaking any rules. What did she offer? The witch should pack the rod in a box the size 5 by 12 feet. Diagonally, the 13-foot-long fishing rod will fit perfectly, and the box will still only be 12 feet long. Ren came back from work and checked his mailbox. There were a couple of magazines and a letter. It turned out to be a love letter, but it wasn't signed. Instead, there were several numbers in the end. 18, 9, 12, 5, 25. Can you guess who sent Ren the letter? Each number indicates the position of the corresponding letter in the alphabet. The 18th letter is R. Letter number 9 is I. And letter number 12 is L. The 5th letter is E. And the 25th one is Y. So, Ren's secret admirer is Riley. It was the first day of college. Lily came there with her new cell phone, which she, of course, showed to all her friends. At one point, the girl went to the bathroom and left the phone on her desk. When she returned, the gadget was gone. 
She asked everyone in the class what they had been doing while she had been away. Cleo said she had been talking on the phone with her best friend. Charles said he hadn't been doing anything, just listening to music. Jake said that he'd been busy finishing his homework. That was enough for Lily to understand who had stolen her cell phone. Can you guess? Jake said he had been finishing his homework, but it's the first day of college. There can't be any homework. Vivian and Susanna are online influencers. Can you tell which one is likely richer? Pay attention to the number of followers each of them has. It looks like Susanna has way more people watching, so she probably gets more sponsorships. The police had been looking for Alex for months. They got the information he went to Cuba. That's what he told all his friends. But then he was accidentally found in Norway. The police know his girlfriend helps him, but they aren't sure who his girlfriend is. They ask Alex's friends who the guy is dating. But all of them name different girls, and all the girls deny being his girlfriend. Then, the police decide to check the messages the girls sent to Alex. Take a look at these texts and try to understand who his real girlfriend is. His girlfriend must be the one who knew where he was actually going. Looks like all the girls stay in touch with Alex, but the snowflake in Layla's text looks suspicious. You don't send snowflakes to people who go to Cuba, so Layla must be Alex's girlfriend and his accomplice. Take a look at the picture. Can you crack this puzzle? The answer is the number of times the line cross in the image. It must be three. Sierra found herself locked in a dungeon. She couldn't remember what had happened. She looked around and saw a door that could be a way out. But to open it, Sierra needed to know the passcode. Luckily, there was a hint. Sierra had just one try. If her guess was wrong, the dungeon would get locked forever. Can you help the girl decide which password is the correct one? If you take a closer look, you may notice that some of the digits are faded. This is probably because they were the most frequently used. These digits are 1, 3, 5, and 9. The only code that has all of them is the second one, 3915. That must be the one. Mrs. Darcy is a mother of three teenagers. Late at night, she was sleeping in her room when she heard some scratching, then the sound of the window closing. She realized that one of her children was trying to get inside or sneak out of the house. Take a look at Susie, Brittany, and Celeste's rooms. Can you tell which girl sneaks out at night? It must be Brittany. Look at the shoes by the door. They're all wet, so she must have just returned. A rich lady, Mrs. DeRaven, was looking for a nanny for her dogs. She invited three candidates and asked them why they wanted the job. Isla said that she was totally broke and she needed some money. Olivia said that she loved dogs, but her parents wouldn't let her have one. Liam said he had a lot of free time and thought of getting a job. Mrs. DeRaven let everyone go so she could think and make the final decision. 
After all of them had left, the woman discovered that her very expensive ring was missing. One of the candidates had probably stolen it. She asked them to come again, and when the woman saw them for the second time, she knew exactly who the thief was. Have you figured it out? It was Isla. Last time she said she was broke, but look at her now. She's wearing new designer clothes and gold earrings. She also has an expensive phone. She must have stolen the ring and sold it. A young girl, Georgia, got poisoned and was taken to a hospital. Detective Callum took up the case. He went to visit Maddox, Georgia's sister's boyfriend. Maddox hadn't heard the news yet. Your girlfriend's sister got poisoned. Do you know anything that could help the investigation? Maddox said, Poor Georgia, she's a good girl. I have no idea who could possibly want to poison her. The guy also showed the detective a picture of him, his girlfriend, and her sisters. After taking a look at the photo, Detective Callum immediately arrested Maddox for poisoning the girl. Why? In the picture, there are four girls. This means Maddox's girlfriend has three sisters. Then how did the guy know which one had been poisoned? Lyra met two guys online. The girl was trying to decide who she should go on a date with. Asher said he loved summer sports. He even played hockey professionally. Oliver said that he played basketball. He was on the state's basketball team. Lyra figured out that one of the guys was lying, so she chose the other one. Can you tell who's lying? It's Asher. He said that he likes summer sports, but hockey isn't a summer sport. The guy would know it if he really played it. Once a company owner returned to his office and realized someone had been there and used his computer. Of course, no one but him was allowed to use it. He walked out of the office, looked at his workers, and immediately realized who had done it. Who was it, and how did the man know? It must be this woman in the middle. Take a look at the director's office again. The mouse is on the left side of the computer. It means the person who broke into the office was left-handed. The woman's left hand is covered in ink. That's because she's left-handed and slides her hand over her writings. Kai broke into his music teacher's office. He wanted to print out the answers for the next day's test, but the computer required a password. Luckily, there was a post-it note that said 4361. Can you guess the password? Take a look at the wall. There is a list of music notes hanging there, but you need the letters. Now, the fourth one is F, the third one is E, the sixth is A, and the first one is C. The password must be F-E-A-C. Kevin and Jill moved in together several months ago. Can you guess how many months ago did they start living together by looking at this picture? There's a cleaning schedule hanging on the fridge. It has colored stickers with their names. They've been keeping this schedule for five months already. Therefore, they moved in together five months ago. 
New Year was coming, and Kevin invited Jill to spend the holidays in his parents' house. When they arrived, Kevin introduced Jill to his father and two brothers. Suddenly, Kevin's mother entered the house with her two best friends. They just came back home from the mall. Can you help Jill decide which of these three women is Kevin's mother? The third one. The mole on her face is identical to Kevin's. Also, she's the only natural blonde among these women. Although the other two ladies also have blonde hair, their roots are dark. Kevin gave Jill a tour around the house. He offered her to play a game and guess on the second floor. She was supposed to guess which of the three bedrooms was Kevin's room where he lived with his parents. Have you guessed? The second room. Kevin's name was written on the wall. Although the graffiti was covered with paint, it could still be seen through. Besides, the interior of Kevin's current apartment also has some graffiti elements because he still pursues his hobby. Before the dinner, Kevin's brothers decided to prank Kevin in jail and serve some snacks. There are three bowls with snacks, but only one of them contains edible snacks. Hmm. Can you help Kevin and Jill choose the right bowl? The first bowl has spiders in it. The second bowl doesn't only contain chips, but also Lego parts. And there's a couple of dirty socks inside the third bowl. Therefore, the safest option is bowl number two. They just need to be careful not to eat Lego parts. During the dinner, Kevin's mother has been asking Jill embarrassing questions. Jill told her four facts about herself. She graduated from college with honors. She doesn't have any tattoos. Jill and Kevin met each other online. Her favorite color is blue. But only three facts are true. Which one is false? Jill does have a tattoo. Take a look at her ankle. Next morning, the entire family gathered in the living room to have breakfast and unpack Christmas gifts. Can you guess what gift is from Kevin's mother to Jill? This blue box. It's the only gift wrapped in a different color than others. Kevin's mother probably learned that Jill would come over after having wrapped all the gifts for her family. Besides, Jill mentioned that she loved blue color. Kevin and Jill went hiking nearby Kevin's hometown. It started to snow, and they decided to spend a romantic night in the woods. They rented a lovely cabin. Next morning, Jill got out of the bed and saw that their backpacks had disappeared. Take a look at this picture. Can you guess who stole their stuff? Kevin's brothers decided to prank them. There are traces of two people on the snow, and one of the brothers dropped one of his purple gloves. Kevin's brothers jumped out of a barn where they hid. They decided to go for a walk and found a secret base in the mountains. It was well guarded, but Kevin's brother Mike found an open door. The door slammed shut just as Mike got inside. He saw three pots in front of him. 
there was a fire in the first one. The second one was full of acid. And there was a working electric saw in the third pot. Suddenly, a mysterious voice said, You can get a key from one of the pots to break free, but you can't move the pots. How did Mike escape? He pulled icicles from the ceiling and threw them into the first pot. The icicles melted and put the fire out. The guys continued their journey. Soon after, they decided to stop and have a quick snack. Kevin's second brother, Andy, spotted a cave. As soon as he entered the cave, the way out disappeared. Now he must choose between three doors. There are poisonous scorpions behind the first door. There's a sleeping potion behind the second door, and he would have to drink. Finally, there's a hungry tiger behind the third door. What should Andy do to escape? He should grab the sleeping potion, pour it over his sandwich, and throw the food at the hungry tiger. When the tiger falls asleep, he'll be able to escape through the third door. Jill, Kevin, Andy, and Mike headed home when they noticed cougars moving toward them. The guys started running away and saw a tunnel. It was very dark and scary. They only have 12 minutes to cross it. It takes Mike one minute to cross the tunnel, Andy, two minutes, Jill, four minutes, and Kevin, five minutes. The guys decided to split into two pairs, but they only have one flashlight, and there's no way they go in there in four. How can they escape? Andy and Mike should walk through the tunnel with the flashlight in two minutes. Then Mike returns. They still have nine minutes. Kevin and Jill run through the tunnel with the flashlight and give it to Andy. It will take another five minutes. Then Andy should run to Mike and they will escape together with the remaining two minutes. Kevin and Jill returned home, but the adventure continued. Someone robbed their apartment yesterday. They called the police and questioned the neighbors. Dan said that he had spent all holidays at work and didn't come home at all. Vicky was wearing headphones because she was making music, so she couldn't hear any suspicious sounds. And Emily spent the holidays at her sister's place because construction workers had to finish renovations in her apartment. Who is lying? Emily. If they finished renovations, why is her apartment a giant mess? Two years later, Kevin and Jill decided to get married. On the wedding day, Kevin noticed that Jill had forgotten her wedding necklace in his bag. He went to her dressing room to get the jewelry. But when he got there, he saw three identical Jills wearing identical dresses. Jill's father is a scientist. He decided to test Kevin's feelings before the wedding and made two clones of his daughter. (laughs) Help Kevin find his real bride. It's the third one. She has a tattoo on her ankle, remember? And her clones don't, because tattoos don't impact genetics. Jill went downstairs to say hi to her bridesmaids. But when she saw them, Jill began to yell at her dad, because he pranked her with his mad scientific tricks once again. 
One of the bridesmaids was a cyborg. Can you guess who it was? This elegant lady over here. What is she doing with her head? Kevin's mother was responsible for the wedding banquet. But when she entered the kitchen and saw the food served by the catering company, she got very upset. She called the company's office and started to yell at the manager, telling them to fix the disaster immediately. Can you guess what made her so upset? Look at the top of the cake. There are two green goblins instead of the bride and the groom. Kevin and Jill went to the Caribbean for their honeymoon. The hotel looked rather creepy, but they decided to stay there anyway. The hotel employee asked the newlyweds to choose a room from the remaining options. Can you help Kevin and Jill pick a good room? There were weird stains on linen in the first room. There's a spider web on the chandelier in the second room. And the third one looks pretty good. Jill decided to chill in the swimming pool. On her way to the dressing room, she noticed a TV in the hall and heard some breaking news. Someone spotted a zombie in town. The creature probably went downtown, and it could be anywhere. Zombies are not very good at swimming and move very slowly. Jill entered the dressing room and met three people. Can you tell who the zombie is? There's a bandage on this woman's leg. No one would go to a swimming pool if they had cuts or stretches unless they're a zombie. In the hotel room, Kevin found a secret door leading to a tunnel. He walked through the tunnel and found storage full of diamonds. Suddenly, prison bars appeared around Kevin out of nowhere, and a mysterious voice said, You can take all the diamonds and leave safely if you manage to choose the right potion to escape. There were three options. The first potion will make Kevin invisible. The second potion will turn him into a bird. And the third potion will make him super tall. In five minutes, Kevin returned to Jill with a huge bag of diamonds. Which potion did he choose? The second one. He turned into a small bird that flew through the bars. The next morning, Jill woke up stuck on a small, flat, deserted island. It raised up 40 feet, and all around the base are jagged rocks and shark-infested waters. The island was covered in a dry, flammable vegetation. Suddenly, lightning struck the easternmost point of the island, and a huge fire started. The wind made the fire burn in a perfectly straight line across the island, with no gaps in the fire line. The fire was burning quite intensely, and she couldn't vault it or put it out. Jill cannot jump or traverse the rocks, and the wind won't change direction. How can she survive? Jill can start a fire herself, which will burn behind her. By the time the main fire gets there, she will be surrounded by an already burned area, and the main fire will not harm her. Also, since there was lightning, it probably rained soon after. The rain could put out the fire, and Jill would survive. Wow, what a crazy honeymoon. 
I think I'd just stay home. Holly went to the supermarket to buy a watermelon. She found these four watermelons, but only Uh one of them is edible. Can you guess which one? The first watermelon is a hologram. See those flashing pixels? The tail of the second watermelon is a green snake. Probably not the safest choice. And the fourth watermelon has little cracks. So Holly should choose the third watermelon. One dark, cold night, Harry and Pam were chilling together in their country house. Harry was watching a movie while his wife Pam enjoyed her favorite mystery book. Suddenly, all electricity went out. Harry decided to go to bed, but Pam decided to finish the book. There was no artificial light around, but this fact didn't stop Pam. How is that possible? Pam was listening to an audiobook on her phone. It's big on Saturday and Sunday. It's small on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It's absent on Monday and Friday. What are we talking about? It's the letter S. Bella and Ken took a flight to Europe to celebrate their honeymoon. It took them two and a half hours to reach the destination. After spending two weeks together, they flew back home. However, it took 150 minutes this time, even though the plane flew at the same speed. Can you guess why? Turns out that two and a half hours are exactly 150 minutes. Karen went camping in a jungle with her three best friends. They had a wonderful dinner and went to sleep. In the morning, Karen woke up first and found out that someone had eaten all the food from the bag. She questioned her friends. Josh said, I was very tired and fell asleep as soon as my head touched the pillow. I don't know what happened. Leah said, I left the tent in the middle of the night to go to the toilet. The food was in the bag near the tree where we left it. Wendy said, I left the tent at night and spent some time stargazing. I ate just one chocolate, I swear. Who ate the food? It was the monkey who was hiding in the tree. See those footprints around the bag? They are definitely not human. Gerald is a college dean. Somebody stole his car this morning. Soon the police found it across the street. The thief hit a pole and escaped. The police interviewed three suspects. Holly said, I was busy having classes all morning. Then I went for a walk with my friends. Brian said, I was checking the test papers. Rob said, I skipped classes and spent the day at my girlfriend's studio. Can you guess who stole the car? It was Holly. Take a closer look inside the car. She lost one of her earrings. The combined age of Jenny and Jasmine is 49 years old. Jenny is twice as old as Jasmine was when Jenny was as old as Jasmine is now. How old are the sisters? 
Jenny is 28, and Jasmine is 21. Lisa likes grapes, but not potatoes. She likes squash, but not lettuce. Also, she likes peas, but not onions. Following the same rule, will she like pumpkins or apples? Pumpkins, because Lisa only prefers things that grow on vines. Which of the following words don't belong to this group and why? Courts. All the other words are anagrams of each other. Two people participated in a contest. They had to hold something. Finally, the jury announced the winner. It was a person with their hands and feet tied. How can this be possible? It's all simple. The contestants had to hold their breath. And the tied person managed to hold it the longest. Becky is thinking about a seven-letter word that we read very often. Letters 5, 6, and 7 grow every year. Letters 3 and 4 are the same. Letters 3, 2, and 5 cover over 70% of the world. What word is Becky thinking of? The correct answer is message. Our age grows every year, and the C covers over 70% of the planet. Amy is looking at Nick, and Nick is looking at Mia. Amy is married, and Mia is not. Is a married person looking at the unmarried person? Will you go with a yes or a no? Or is this information insufficient? The correct answer is yes. Two combinations are possible here. If Nick is married, Mia, who is unmarried, is looking at him, who is married. If Nick is unmarried, we still have Amy, who is married. In this case, she's looking at Nick, who is single, which meets the requirements too. Five friends were eating apples. Amy finished before Bob, but after Cat. Dan finished before Eve, but after Bob. Can you figure out the exact order in which they finished the apples? Cat, Amy, Bob, Dan, and Eve. Eric's job is to guard a supermarket parking lot. One day, he was walking around the area as usual and noticed that someone had parked the car in the middle of the driveway. He questioned four women. Ladies, who is the owner of this car? All four women replied, It's not my car. Eric took a closer look at the vehicle and figured out its owner right away. Can you guess which of these women is the owner of the car? It's the first lady. She's the only person who's not wearing a bag. Her bag is in the car. Peter came home in the evening and found his car wrecked. His three roommates were there. Peter decided to find out who was guilty, so he questioned them. 
Josh replied, I didn't touch your car. I was walking the dog. Mike said, that wasn't me. I was playing football with my friend. And Will said, "Mm, nothing special happened today. I was just hanging out with our neighbors. Can you spot the liar? It's Will. He said he'd visited the neighbors, but nobody lives in this abandoned house. Plus, his cheek looks like he was in a crash. Sophie was sleeping. Suddenly, a robber broke into her apartment. He locked Sophie in the bathroom and asked her to stay quiet. Then, the robber began to collect cash and jewelry around the apartment. Suddenly, the phone started ringing. The robber told Sophie to pick up and talk without giving away the situation. Sophie picked up the phone. It was her husband. She said, Oh, hi, darling. Is it an emergency, darling? Give me a call when you land. I'll cook your favorite meal that will help you relax after your business trip. Then she hung up. Ten minutes later, the police arrived at Sophie's house and caught the robber. Can you guess how the police learned about the robbery? Sophie played with the mute buttons. She pressed mute on specific parts of her conversation to make her husband only hear emergency, call, and help. And he called the police right away. Rick woke up in a weird basement and saw three doors. He has only one chance to escape. If he enters one of the doors, he won't be able to use them again. The first door leads to a room with high-voltage wires hanging above the wet floor. Behind the second door, there's a room filled with water and piranhas swimming in it. The third door leads to a space where flesh-melting acid rain is falling from the ceiling. Which door is more or less safe to enter? Rick should choose the first door. He'll be okay if he won't let his body come in contact with the wires and the wet floor at the same time. Jerry called his wife Robin and told her that he would be home by 7 o'clock. They didn't plan anything special for that evening, but when he arrived at 2 minutes past 7, Robin was furious. Why was she so angry? Any ideas? She thought her husband would come home after work by 7 p.m., but he appeared by 7.02 a.m. the next morning. When the day after tomorrow is yesterday, today will be as far from Wednesday as today was from Wednesday when the day before yesterday was tomorrow. What is the day after this day? Can you guess? It's Thursday! Harry and Barry are two magicians performing this evening in two nightclubs on the same street. But one of them is fake. Can you guess who? It's Barry. Take a closer look under the magician's tuxedo. On the right, you can see a restaurant employee badge with his name on it. He must be a waiter who came instead of the real magician. A monkey, a squirrel, and a bird are racing to the top of a coconut tree. 
Who will get the banana first, the monkey, the squirrel, or the bird? None of them, because bananas don't grow on coconut trees. Bonnie is cooking dinner. She has three stoves, a gas stove, a wood stove, and a coal stove. But only one match. What should she light first of all? The match! You are a bus driver. Nine people get on the bus, and three people get on. Then, two more people get on, and another one gets off. Finally, four more people get on, and two get off again. How old is the bus driver? Whatever your age is, remember the question? You're the driver. Larry is a college professor. He gives his worst student, Mike, a task to write an essay within a week. Seven days later, Mike sends Larry a message begging him to postpone the deadline for three days. Larry agrees. Three days later, Larry claims the essay. But now, Mike asks for a five-day delay. Larry is very kind, so this time, he agrees too. Five days later, Mike shows Larry a burning candle and says, Sir, can you please postpone the deadline till this candlewick burns out? Larry laughs and agrees. Mike laughs too, because now he can forget about submitting the essay. Why? Mike blew out the candle. He said, till this candlewick burns out, not till this flame burns out. So now, Mike can keep his candle unburned forever and never submit his essay. Larry brings three boxes of cupcakes to the college kitchen. He leaves them on the table to celebrate his birthday with co-workers after classes. All boxes have different sizes, but each contains three cupcakes. Mm. Meanwhile, Mike enters the kitchen. He opens one box and eats three cupcakes. After classes, Larry finds out that every box in the kitchen still has three cupcakes. How is that possible? Mike ate cupcakes from the largest box, and then he put a smaller box into the empty box. So when Larry opened the remaining two boxes, each of them still had three cupcakes. After classes, Mike invites Wendy on a date. Since they're both broke, they decided to take a bus ride and then walk back. The bus speed is 9 miles per hour. And the guy's walking speed is 3 miles per hour. What's the maximum distance they could ride on the bus if they must come back in 8 hours? Mike and Wendy can move on a bus three times as fast as they can walk. Therefore, they should spend three quarters of their time walking and only one quarter on a bus ride. So to fit into the eight-hour limit, they should ride for two hours, going 18 miles, and then walk back in six hours. Mike and Wendy are walking down the street and notice one very curious thing. It has three eyes and all are in a straight line. When its red eye opens, everything freezes. Can you guess what they see?
stoplight. Mike returns to the student dormitory to find out his entire food supply is gone. He questioned three people. Can you guess who ate his food? The guy on the right. He has crumbs on his mustache. Mike goes to the library to study archival newspapers. This newspaper is supposed to have 60 pages, but pages 24 and 41 are missing. Can you guess which other pages won't be there too? Pages 19, 20, 23, 37, 38, and 42 will also be missing. Mike finds a note inside the newspaper. There's a secret maze in the library, leading to amazing treasures. The note shows this map. Can you help Mike walk this path correctly? Here's the right way. Mike walks through the maze and finds this bookcase. One of the shelves is fake. Can you spot which one? This shelf is fake. Books on the other shelves are covered with dust and cobwebs. But these books are clean and the cobwebs around them are torn. Mike finds a secret room behind the fake bookshelf. He enters the room and finds a big safe and this weird note nearby. The safe is locked and Mike needs to enter a 9-letter password to open it. Can you help him crack the code? The correct password is Moonlight, and here's why. Take a look at the hint note. All Mike needs to do is to use the corresponding number letter of each word. The first letter in the maze is M. The third letter in looks is O. And the second letter in roses is also O. And so on. Mike opens the safe and finds three identical gemstones and a note. Oh. Suddenly, the door to the secret room slams shut and the walls begin to shrink. Mike reads the note. Only one of these diamonds is real. Find it and put it into the lock. You only have 15 seconds. Good luck. Oh, no. Can you help Mike spot the fake diamonds? Mike should drop all three stones into this glass of water on the table. If the diamond is real, it will drop to the bottom of the glass thanks to its high density. And if it's a fake, it will float on the surface. Mike succeeds and unlocks the door, leading to a secret hallway. Yeah. He walks through the hallway and sees four doors and a beautiful statue in the middle of the space. The statue sings, We came out at night without being called. We disappeared by morning without being stolen. Who are we? Can you guess which door Mike should enter? The song has a hint for Mike. The statue is singing about stars. Therefore, Mike should choose the door decorated with stars. Mike enters the next room and meets a queen. She says, Hello, stranger. I have a task for you. 
If you succeed, I'm going to reward you with wealth and fame. But if you fail, you'll stay here forever as my prisoner. I want to renovate my kingdom so that all my ten castles are connected through five straight walls. And each wall must connect four castles together. Also, at least one of the castles should be protected with walls. Then, the queen shows him this picture and continues, My royal architect failed to give any solution that meets all my wishes, but he suggested this plan. Do you have a better idea? Mike should offer this solution to please the queen. Now two castles are protected with walls. The queen kept her word and made Mike very rich. Also, she threw a feast in his honor. Unfortunately, not all royal servants are glad to see their queen with a new favorite. Take a look at these three people. Can you spot Mike's hater? Although this friendly-looking lord gives Mike a bag of gold coins, there's a snake hiding inside his gift. Mike is observing the royal garden. He sees three lemon trees. Each of them has exactly ten lemons. The gardener comes over and picks four oranges from each tree. Can you calculate the number of fruits left on the lemon trees? Thirty. Oranges don't grow on lemon trees. The queen tells Mike an amazing story. I'm fond of dragon racing. On Sunday, I rode to see a race in a cozy village outside of my kingdom. Five days later, on Monday, I went home. Can you explain this, considering that she doesn't have a time machine? Sunday is the name of her dragon. Mike likes the kingdom very much, but it's time to go home. The queen gives him 3,000 gemstones the size of a watermelon. He rents a truck to carry them home. Mike's current location is 1,000 miles away from home. Unfortunately, the truck can only carry 1,000 gemstones at once. Also, there's a check post on every mile till home. Each post requires all drivers to pay with one gemstone while traveling towards Mike's hometown. But the road is free of charge while traveling towards the kingdom. Can you figure out a way to bring the highest possible number of gems to Mike's hometown? Mike should make three trips of 1,000 gemstones each till mile 333. After that, he will be left with 2,001 gemstones and have 667 more miles to go. At this point, he should take two trips of 1,000 gemstones, covering 500 miles more. This way, he will be left with 1,000 gemstones. After riding the remaining 167 miles, Mike will be left with 833 gems. And he'll still be rich and fabulous.